Amen. Good to see everybody today for our Christmas service. My little grandson wanted to help me preach today, so I said, you bet, come on up here. So we're excited about that. You know, one of my favorite parts of Christmas, one of my favorite parts of Christmas is when the lights come up. How many like that part? You see them go up in the city, then you see people start putting it up on their house, and then you're like, oh crud, I better get something on my house so everybody doesn't look at me like I'm a staunch on Christmas, but I love that. And another thing I was thinking about that's fascinating, did you guys re- realize that tomorrow is, is winter solstice? And that means that's the longest day of the year that the earth is in darkness. And isn't it, I don't think coincidental, but isn't it neat that Jesus came and he brought an amazing light that just cut through the darkest day of the year. And you know, even tonight, if you have telescopes or want to do something with your family, tonight when the, when the sun goes down, Jupiter and Saturn are going to light up. And this only happens like every eight, 800 years. My son was telling me this yesterday. So if you look out, it happens like 800 years. But they put that back and kept tracing that back. And they think, some scientists think that that might have been the great light that the wise man saw because it kind of hits about the same time. So I think that's pretty cool. But how many know God is a mighty orchestrator? So it probably could be. But lights are such an important part in the Bible. You know, in the first commandment, God said, let there be light. And even Jesus said that Jesus said that he was the light of the world. The Bible says in John 12, 46, it says this. Jesus said, I have come as a light. Everybody say light. Everybody has, God, I have come as a light into the world so that whoever believes in me, whoever believes in me, I want you to catch this, would not stay in darkness, would not stay in darkness. Now, what Jesus is talking about here is he's not talking about a physical darkness. He's talking about a spiritual darkness. You know, everybody has our dark days. How many say we all have dark days? Sometimes we, we get out of bed. We're afraid to face the world. Sometimes we don't want to see any. We just kind of want to kind of hide. Someday we're like, man, it's worth all this effort. Some days we feel like throwing in the towel or whatever, but everybody has dark days. You know, um, Isaiah chapter 61 says that a darkness has covered the earth. And it says not only a darkness, listen to this, he called it a gross darkness. How many would say that 2020 was a dark year, that there was a lot of darkness? And not only darkness, have we ever seen anything like it? It's almost like, man, this is a gross darkness. 2020 has been, so I want to talk about four types of dark days that you might be having. And the first dark day that you might be having is you might be having a dark day of disappointment. Uh, Job said, I hope for happiness and light. Think about this. I hope for happiness and I hope for light. He said, but darkness and trouble came instead. How many can identify with Job? Man, I'm hoping for a good day. I'm hoping for light. I'm hoping that. But darkness and trouble comes. You know, 2020 um, may have brought disappointing news with the COVID, the quarantine, the lockdown, businesses closing. It gets me when I see businesses close. The isolation that it puts so many people in. There's so much loneliness and boredom and despair and depression. Suicide actually has went to an all-time high. And then there's just that uncertainty. There's that underlying fear of of there's no school. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to teach my kids plus work? How am I going to do this? There's an uncertainty. 
And then many experience a lot of loss and, and, and things that they might have leaned into for security, like the, the job, the home, the marriage, even our 401s. And then also the other thing that I think has been dark this year is the polarization on our society. The setting of boundaries and the, the, the fighting and the disunity that's been in our nation and I think can even come to homes and family. But the fact is, how many say that 2020 had some disappointing times? I want you to remember that. And then the second thing, so there may be dark days of, of disappointment. But I was even thinking about Mary. I think she experienced some disappointment at the first Christmas. Think about it. She'd been told, you're going to have the Son of God. I mean, you'd think that would be uh, uh, lights. Every, well, there was lights. But you'd think that'd be the greatest place on earth and everybody knew about it. But she bore Messiah, the Savior of the world. And instead of a, a marvelous place, the birth of a king was in a humble stable. Think about the smells. Think about the smells. Think about the atmosphere. Come on, women. Think about having a baby in that. That's probably kind of disappointing. How many try to look forward to your first child being born? So that's kind of disappointing. Then there's dark days of distress where you feel overwhelmed, stressed out, stretched to the limit, frustration, too much to do, and not enough time, energy, or money to do it. You know, I think Mary felt that way too on the first Christmas. In the first place, think about this guys, in the first place she was nine months pregnant and she had to ride on a donkey. 90 miles, 90 miles. And they sat over a big mountain plain coming out of, of Jerusalem. So women that have been pregnant, think about on a donkey for 90 miles in the cold. So, so Mary probably could identify with that. And then think about this, she had her first baby by herself. How many had family around you on your first baby? How many had lots of love around you on your first baby? She didn't have anybody. So my guess is she had a dark day maybe, but we have dark days too. It could be a financial dark day. You ever get to the end of the month and you're already at the end of your money? <laughs> I mean, I hear that. You can be stressed out physically. Have you ever said my get up and go was just got up and went? Anybody said that? Or relationally, you know, with the stress of this year, I think relationally. And then there could be dark days of doubt. So we got disappointment, distress, and dark days of doubt. Do you ever feel like you're drifting with no clear objective or direction? I hear so many people say, man, I don't have a direction. When I look back at my past, I just get disappointed. And, and when I look at my, my present, it just seems like there's so much distress. And when I look to my future, man, I have so much doubt and insecurity and uncertainty. You know, it is a fact, guys. It is a fact. There's plenty of reasons for us to have doubt and uncertainty. When will the COVID be gone? When will the vaccines get out? When will things get back kind of the way it was? When will the economy bounce back? When, when will this turn around? Will I have my job next month? Will I have it in five months? God, what's that uncertainty? So there's dark days that we might be having doubt. And then, the and then the third D is dark days of depression. So we have disappointment, distress, doubt, and depression. What's the use? I feel like giving up. You know, in World War II, this was cool when I found this quote by Winston Churchill. He said this. He said, when the war started in Europe, 
When the war started in Europe, the light went out in Europe. Have you ever felt like you're in a war? And when that war started, it just seems like the light has gone out. Many may feel that way today. You know, even another scripture, the Bible says it like this. Look at this Lamentations 3, 19 and 20. Look at this. The thought of my pain is bitter poison. Think about that. The thought of my pain, man, it's poison. It's bitter poison. I think of it constantly. I can't get out of my head. And my spirit seems so distressed. That was written in the Bible thousands of years ago. Here's another one. David said this. David said this. He said, I've had a lover, I've had friends, and I've had acquaintances around me most all my life. But then David said this, all of them are gone. And there's nothing but darkness everywhere. So I want to ask you something. We all agree. It's been a dark year. There's been a lot of things we've had to go through. But I want to ask you something. Where do we turn in our dark day? What are you turning to? Many turn to addictions. Many turn to something just for comfort. Many turn, a lot of times we turn to the wrong things. In fact, sometimes with the Lord, I'm like hearing him, hearing him, he's seeing me turn to this and he's seeing me turn to that and he's seeing me turn to this. With my disappointment, I turn to this and with my depression, I turn to this and with my despair, I turn to this. And guys, I'm telling you, I feel God sometimes saying, when are you going to come to me? When are you going to come to me? Brothers and sisters, let's not let God be the last thing that we turn to. Where do we turn to? What do we do? What's the antidote? Jesus said, and I want you to see this in John 12, 46. Jesus said, I have come as a light in a dark world. Look at that. I have come as a light in a dark world. And then he said, so that all who put their trust in me, see there's an action on our part, will no longer remain in darkness. Did you all see that? Those who put their trust in me, if you're in a dark day, the word says will no longer live in darkness. Say that with me, will no longer live in darkness. Say it again, let's believe that, will no longer live in darkness. So Jesus, I pointed out four D's in a dark day. But Jesus wants to do four things to turn our dark days around. And number one is this. He will encourage you when you are disappointed. He will encourage you. The Bible says it. Look at Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is near. The Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have lost all hope. You know, the Bible said hope deferred, or when it's put off, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick or your spirit grow sick. But God encourages. Man, it it always amazes me. The praise band has no idea what I'm preaching on. They nailed it today. Man, praising and giving glory to the King of Kings on the first two songs. But then that last song, he is with you. He is with you. He is with you. He is with you. He is for you. He is for you. Man, if that didn't pick you up today, maybe you couldn't hear that, but you're, now you're like, man, I hear it. God encourages us saying he is with us. He's a comforter and a guide. No doubt 2020 was hard. And you might say, well, where has God been in this whole time? And I say right by your side. 
He is Emmanuel, God with us. You know, even I, I always have to say that scripture in 1 Peter chapter 5. It says to cast all your, first it says don't worry anxious for anything, pray about everything. And then it says, and then it says cast all your anxieties or your cares upon the Lord. And it says, for he will lift you up. And guys, I'm, this church is going to get this by repetition. And he shall lift you up. Peter wrote that. Peter wrote that in 1 Peter chapter 5. Peter was the one that was drowning in the, in, the, in the sea. And he said, Lord, he's the one that got out on the water and he was drowning. So if anybody knew, he saw the hand of Jesus reach down and pick him up. And he walked on water and he reiterated that. So I always say this. I always say, raise your hand up. Everybody raise your hand up. The Lord is never right outside that he's always there he helps us he helps us you know the scripture says i know i know god said this i know what i'm planning for you i have good plans for you not plans to hurt you i will give you hope and a good future you have to realize that when that was written these people were in exile they were slaves and get this they were slaves because they turned their back on God. God hadn't turned his back on them. Have you ever turned your back on God and you're kind of reaping what you sowed? You're kind of getting in life what you put into it? Okay, even in that point, when you feel like you're away from God and you're in slavery and you're in a foreign land and, and you're hating it, God said this, man, I got plans for you. Woo, I felt that. I got plans for you. I got good plans for you. I have a hope and a future for you. God is at work in all of our lives. We know that, that the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, it says, we know. Everybody say, we know. Say it louder. We know. We know God causes everything, everything to work together for the good of those who, anybody here love God? There's one credential. Anybody know they're called of God? Amen. James says, without wrath, you can lift a holy hand. And without doubt, you can lift a holy hand, giving praise to the Lord. Amen. Because he has a purpose. So number one, he encourages us when we're disappointed. Turn to your neighbor and say, he encourages you. He encourages you today when you're disappointed. Number two is he strengthens me when I'm distressed. I like this in the Amplified. You guys know this scripture, Philippians 4.13, but I want you to know it in the Amplified. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ. Notice it says in Christ, doesn't it? I can do all things. Oh, they put a different one up, but that's okay. L listen to, I'm going to read it differently. Listen to this. I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Man, that makes me think of another scripture. Ephesians 3.20 says this, exceedingly abundantly, above all that I could ask or think. Now listen to this. Here's the caveat. Above all I could ask or think, according to the power that works in me. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? There's a power inside you that's released. He empowers me. And then it says this, I'm ready for anything equal to anything. Through him, he infuses inner strength to me. Man, I love that. I'm competent. I'm capable. I'm able to handle all things, not on my own power, but through him who infuses this strength unto me. 
Everybody remember old Popeye when he'd take a beating and he'd get to a certain point to where he would put that pipe in his mouth and open up that can of spinach and just squeeze it and there was an inner power that came to him? God's much more better than spinach. Amen. You know, Carmen and I received this Christmas card a few years back. I think two years back. Listen to this. It kind of, I thought it was relevant. It's that time of year again. Actually, it's been a very trying, tough year for our family. We're glad to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're slowly picking up the pieces and recovering from four major traumas. Think about that. Four major traumas in our lives that happened within a six-month period. The wife's mother died. Me and my wife both lost our jobs. And our daughter left home. Bad situation. We can talk on that one later. We've grown immensely from our struggles. Our character has developed through this process. I might not have liked it, but I've seen God. We've exchanged our complacency. We've, com- we've changed our complacency for si- sensitivity, humility, and gratitude. We've gained a new outlook on life. When you're struggling to make a house payment and all of a sudden a new car and a new dress just doesn't seem that important anymore. God taught us that while we have a gift from him and we shouldn't take it for granted. We're still struggling financially. We're not through it. Still emotional issues in our home between my wife and I. But God has been very real to us and I see him working. I hope you all remember the reason for the season. And our prayer is that you might know God personally and seek his plan and wisdom for your life. We can honestly say that through all of our struggles this year, we would have not traded God's love and our growth and our character development for all the materialism in the world. Having it all cannot replace the peace that we have in our mind and in the spirit. God is real and he is good. And listen to this. And he is with us. And he is with us. I'll tell you what. That's somebody, that's somebody that says, I have the strength to face all situations. I can face all conditions by the power that God gives me. That's the person that can say Psalms 23, 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me and your rod and your rod and staff comfort me. So we see that. We see that God is there. He gives us encouragement in our disappointment. He strengthens us when we're distressed. Here's the third one. I think this is a big one. He will guide me when I'm doubtful. Remember we talked about the dark day of doubt. He will guide me when I'm doubtful, when I'm confused, when I don't know which way to go or what to do. Jesus said, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The person who follows me will never live in, I like that, will never live in darkness. Any followers of Christ out there, the person that follows me will never live a life in darkness, but will have the light that always will give life. I love that. So what are we worried about? What are we so uptight about? What keeps us awake and tossing and turning at night? Well, Brian, I just got some tough decisions. I've got some things I I just don't know about. I don't even have a plan. Man, what are others thinking about me? What What I think about myself isn't even real good. I don't know if I have what it takes. Not sure of my future. When you face the facts of the way things really are 
And we admit that. Uh, you know, a lot of people just say, I don't see that. I don't accept it. I, I believe that to a point. But I, I think when, the, when somebody says, hey, this is happening, this is a doctor's report, or this is a true scenario of what's going on in your family, this is a true scenario of what's going on in your business, I, I don't believe God calls us to just say, oh, don't look at it, don't, oh, <laughs> oh I, I can't hear that, I got to be positive. Hear the truth, know the truth, but then also know that God's word sets us free. God's word sets us free. You, you know, your situation may say something, but God says something else. The doctors may say something, but God says something else. Anybody out there, your circumstances in your marriage or with your kids may say something. Hey, recognize it and then say, Lord, I thank you that you're getting ready to overturn this thing in Jesus' name. I believe that. His word is a lamp. It's a guide to our feet. It's a light into our path, a flashlight to light the path ahead of me is the way another version says it. And it keeps me from stumbling. I'll date myself a little bit. How many remember Mikhail Gorbachev? How many remember Mikhail Gorbachev? How many of you that weren't even born remember hearing about it in your history classes? Come on, I'm looking at you young people. Mikhail Gorbachev. I was sleeping, I skipped class that day. I wasn't listening, didn't do my homework. Um, he was the leader of Russia, the Communist Party. And in fact, he's the guy that President Reagan said, to me, that was a leader that I personally could follow. Some of the leadership in today's world, it's disgusting the way they act. But, but President Reagan had a, a gentleness and a kindness, but he had a strength under control. Even when he told Gorbachev, you know, a lot of our cocky politicians today would have to get self in it and think they're the power, they're the high and mighty and say, Gorbachev, I'm telling you, put that wall down or we're coming after you. I mean, that's the, that the political junk just irritates me. I'm going to stop. I don't know how some of you can respect some of the politics. I don't. I don't. Reagan actually had some respect. He said, Mr. Gorbachev, firm, knew America was behind him. He said, Mr. Gorbachev, would you please take down your wall? Got the same result. A little bit nicer of a person. I kind of like it. But listen to this. Here's what Gorbachev said in Time Magazine. Listen to this. We're talking about how God cast a light into the world. Think about this. How God lights up things. Listen to this. Gorbachev, not Billy Graham, Gorbachev said this. We in the Soviet Union have changed our opinion on some matters, such as religion. The moral values that Christianity has generated and embodied for centuries can help in the work of the renewal of our country. And then he went on in that speech, he said, I've been wrong on some things. I'm seeing what Christianity can do. I'm seeing what God's light in a dark communist world, I'm seeing what it can do. And you guys that may not know it, everybody and their brother was trying to get to Russia in the, in the, when, when this was happening because there was a revival happening. How many remember that that's been in the church? Man, we were sending missionaries to Russia like crazy and, and big teams were going over to Russia and they'd come back and say, 
We're not, we're not doing anything any different than we do in the United States, but people by the scores are getting saved because there was a light. But, but Gorbachev said that. You know, the moment, they, the moment that they let Christianity, Christianity in, things blossomed. I'm going to ask you, some of you that are having a dark day, it's the moment that you let Christianity in. Amen. Let it in. Quit holding walls up. Quit wondering about it. Christianity changed that nation. Think how it can change you. Just when you feel like things are so dark, that's the point to let Christianity in. And when you do that, an awakening will happen in you. And when an awakening happens in you, it'll happen in your family. Amen. And when an awakening happens in you and your family, how many is looking for an awakening in our schools, an awakening in our nation, an awakening in our society, an awakening in our community? But somebody say, it starts with me. Amen. It starts with an awakening happening in me. And then the last thing, the last thing is he will be my rest when I'm depressed. And you know something that I've never veered back on talking about because I don't think it's weakness in a man to admit that he's weak. Because the scripture says, let the weak say I'm strong. And there's areas that I know, hey guys, there's areas that I know that if I don't, if I don't eat the right things, listen, if I don't eat the right things, if I don't put boundaries in my life, if I don't learn to say no, if I just take in all the bad all the time and I don't get it out, brothers and sisters, I am a person that can struggle with depression, deep depression, a depression so hard it took me out for seven months in 2015, seven months I remember the first three months being in the, in the hotel, I couldn't even talk. I would write my thoughts to my wife. I didn't know if it was night or day. Carmen just tried to get me to a table and get my face in the word. I understand depression. But the Lord has delivered me from depression. Does it still knock on my door? You betcha it does, especially when you have these darn gray days every day. But even in the gray days, one thing that I'm doing is I say, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice with it. And just the way, just the way in my day when, I, when it's sunny and I always say, Lord, I worship you, Elohim, creator of the heaven and earth. Man, thank you for that sun. Thank you for the warmth on my face. Man, look at that blue canvas you made. Wow, I like these geese quacking. I, I, I like hearing this. Man, the beautiful water. I do that in the good times, but I'm learning to do that in the winter time. I still do it. Lord, you're the creator of the heaven and the earth. And I start thanking him for the beautiful grace. I look at the trees and I say, Lord, that is so amazing how the trees look dead and they've dropped all their leaves, but they're so alive underneath this ground. They're so alive and they're going to come back in the spring strong. And I began to see joy. I even thank God for the ice on the pond. And then I think, Lord, that is so amazing how you do it all, how it can be hot in one place and cold in another. Hey, let's change our perspective. 
But I'm telling you, I'm a person that can be distressed if I don't let the Lord in. But here's my new scripture. I've known this scripture my whole life. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. He will be my rest when I'm depressed. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For here's how he describes himself. I'm gentle and I'm lowly in heart. And he says, you will find rest for your soul. That means your mind, your will, and your emotions. Something that I'm doing this year. In fact, I'm doing real good at this because God empowers me to do it. I'm doing really good at this, you guys. Really good. Is any time that life becomes labor... Listen to me. Anytime that life becomes labor, and I'm not enjoying it, and anytime that life gets heavy laden, I'm just getting where I drop everything. I don't care if I'm studying. I don't care if I'm in a meeting. I, don't, I drop it. I drop it. And I say, I'm not living that way. It just got heavy. You can't do that. Sure do. You can do it too. Take 10. Take five. Go out and breathe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and breathe out all that other crud. I'm I'm not going to finish. I'm 52 years old. I'm not finishing my days heavy laden. And I'm not finishing my days feeling like I don't enjoy life. Come unto me. Come unto me. I want you to, how many say you'll tuck that in? You'll tuck that in. So this Christmas... You may feel overwhelmed or maybe going through dark days of this last year, dark days of disappointment, distress, doubt, and depression. But the good news is, guys up top, guys up top, I switched to scripture on you. The good news is, put up a rise shine, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and, one and 2. If you can do that for me. Can you do it, Sammy? Can you do it, buddy? It's on your, yeah, a rise shine. You're awesome. Everybody give Sammy a hand up there. Do it in, in new, new King James Version. I want you to see this. New King James Version, Isaiah chapter 60. Are you getting it? Hey, you guys let me know when it comes up so I don't keep turning around. You gonna do it? You gonna be able to do it, buddy? No pressure. Can you do it? Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60, and I think it's verse 1 through 4. Is he there? What happened? Yeah. Hey, guys, look at this. I've, I really felt the Lord say, Brian, do that at the end. I'm going to do something. Y'all want God to do something? How many want God to do something? Okay. Look at this. Arise, shine, for your light has come into the world. I'm going to read it like I have it here. Arise, shine, for a light has come into the world that can drive away the darkness. So arise, shine, for the light have come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And then it says this, darkness has covered the earth. 
a gross darkness. And you may say that a darkness has been over your life. It's been hard having victory over disappointment, distress, doubt, and depression. Well, I want you to say this today. Dark, di- dark days are behind me. Say that with me. Dark days are de- behind me. And light dispels a new day, a clear day. Darkness is vanishing. A new day is dawning. A new day is on the horizon. And the sun rises with healing in his wings. And then it says, the Lord shall arise. Everybody say arise. The Lord shall arise upon you in the glory. That glory means victory. His glory shall be seen upon you. His glory shall be seen upon you. And I say today that there is hope for the believer. Everybody say believer. There's hope for the believer today. There's hope for the believer today. You will arise. You will go forth in the name of the Lord. Jesus said unto to his people, he said, with men this is impossible, but to people who will believe, all things are possible to him who believes. I want you to speak to your dark days. Lord, I speak to my dark day. And then I want you to say, arise, shine in me. Let the light come. Let the glory of the Lord. If you're having a trouble in your business or you're having a trouble in a relationship, say, yeah, there's a darkness, but arise, Lord. Come on, arise within me. Let your strength, let your your presence come upon me and let me rise up out of my ruin. Let me rise up out of my darkness for you are the only true God and you bring light. How many believes that today? How many believes that can happen? With every head bowed, every head bowed, no one looking around, please. There's different steps that you can make today. You've come to the point of this service where some action needs to be taken. Your first step for many of you is that you need to receive Jesus, God's Christmas gift to you. His son, Jesus Christ, you need to receive the gift of salvation. Everybody watching online and everybody in the building, if you're here today and you have not received Jesus Christ into your heart, man, what a day to do it. You can receive Jesus today in this Christmas season. Hey, nobody's looking around and I promise I won't embarrass you. I'm looking. We got a few heads in the back. If you want to put your heads down, please. But nobody's looking away because I don't want to be a liar to people. I'm saying nobody's looking around, okay? Lift up your hand and say, Pastor, I want you to see me. I want you to pray with me. Lift up your hand and, and say, I would like to accept Jesus. I see your hand, young man. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand, sir. Anybody else? I see your hand, ma'am. I see your hand in the back. Anybody else, lift your hand up and say, pray for me. Lead me to Jesus today, Pastor. Lead me to Jesus. I'm going to pray with you, and it's just going to be between you and the Lord. Who else wants to lift their hand? I feel like there's a couple more. Amen. I see that hand. One more. If God's knocking at your heart's door, you may be online. Just lift up your hand wherever you are. One more hand. Say, I want to come to Jesus today. Everybody pray this prayer so nobody prays it alone, okay? We've had six people 
lift up their hands and say, I want to receive Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. You, you guys saw last week we baptized like seven or eight. We've already got January seven or eight. It's an amazing thing to be at a church where people are coming to Christ. All right, you guys that raised your hands, this prayer is for you, and I want you to repeat it. And don't be afraid to repeat it out loud because everybody's doing it. Nobody will even know. Here we go. Father, I come to you. And I ask you today that you would come into my heart. I want to receive you. I've had dark days. I don't like where my life is at. And I believe the message today. I believe that you are what I need and that you are the light for my day, my dark day. Say this, say, I believe that you died, Jesus, and that you rose from the dead and that the Bible says that if I confess that and believe it, that I'm saved. Right now, say, Lord Jesus, thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that my sins are forgiven. Thank you I'm going out of here with a new partner, a new Lord. Jesus, I love you. I look forward to my future with you. In Jesus' name, I receive you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer today, you can, you can do this. You can take your phone and you can download Church on the Rock Huntley. And you can go in there to a connect card and you can write into there. You can write, I gave my heart to the Lord and put your name down in there and I'll see that today. I'll see that today, if not today, first thing tomorrow. And I can rejoice with you. If you're online, you can do it that way. If you're here in the service today and you'd like to come and tell me that you did that, man, come on up. I'll wait here a second and I'll hug you. Well, we ain't supposed to hug. I kind of fudge on that every once in a while. But uh, I'll rejoice with you. And so if you want to talk to me right after that. One more thing that I feel in obedience to the Lord. Other of you have maybe made a decision that you need to make again. And you need to put Jesus as Lord of your life. Not just Savior, but Lord. And the rest of you, how many would say, I'm going to let God in my dark day. I'm going to let his inner strength infuse me in Jesus' name. I specifically asked them to sing this song. I want you to stand to your feet today. After this song, I'm going to give a couple announcements and I'm going to open the front for prayer and I'll be up here Sammy go ahead and get that screen up because I don't want him to miss anything but I really felt like God wants us to sing that he is our champion how many of you feel haven't felt like he's your champion today I want you to sing even if it's by faith I want you to sing I want this church I want you to blow them away and how loud it is <laughs>